The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, good morning, and welcome to a Tuesday edition of The Morning Drive with Jeff McGuire, who's in for Jamie Lint, and Brennan Riker, who's in for... Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. It uh, is great to have you with us today on what they call Boxing Day, the day after Christmas. So if you uh, have to effort it today, uh, we are interested in your thoughts and comments, even if you don't, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We come to you from the First United Bank Studios in downtown Lubbock and look forward to hearing from you today on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0972. Well, in my uh, in my misspent youth uh, in high school and college, I I worked the day after Christmas. Usually, I was dealing with people that were returning things. Are you going to return anything to me today? Because I generally, at your friendly Overland Park Kmart, was in charge of the refund center. Uh, I don't think I'm returning anything to <laughs> okay. Chuck. Uh, it I I don't think you gave me anything to needed to be returned. So I set you up for that. So you did. You hit that um, over the wall. I'm just. Uh, I'm. I'm sitting here thinking. No. Um. We didn't do gifts this year. Uh. Which you know it's partially part my fault too because I didn't get anybody a gift either. But uh, no, Christmas was good. So you got to keep all of your gifts this year. You get to keep all of your gifts. I was. I was wondering on my way in this morning, um, how that works now. Does the does the UPS guy? Does the Amazon truck guy? Does you know the FedEx guy. Do they do they come to your house and pick up the broken toys or the 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 uh, clothes that don't fit or you know the the wonky thing that just you know whether it's a laptop or electronic game or you know the missing screw from a bicycle. Do they do they come by and pick those things up and take them back to the to to the to the spot? Well, most of the games now are just a digital copy. So you just download it, and then you get your money back directly from them. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to worry about sending that back. Uh, clothes? Clothes. I, I'm not one to order clothes online. I am I am right there with you. And and God bless the people that can, because I don't trust my size enough in mm-hmm. <laughs> different uh, manufacturers to to do that. Mine is fluctuating. Yeah, it, It's not even that it's fl- like. One, it's there. There's one group of shirts that mm-hmm. I have that I have to get like one size bigger because they're sure. cut small. Right. And there's one group of size, and, and almost everybody else is a different size. It's just safer for me to try it on first before I buy it for everyone right. involved. Right. But if you can order clothes online and you don't have to worry about sending it back, mm-hmm. I, God bless you because I I can't. You know, I, uh, I I I'm more of a shop, uh, you know, in the store kind of guy, and and I like to exchange pleasantries with people and that way if it we've heard it, that about you if it has to if it has to go back it has to go back uh but yeah no i that's that's what i did uh that's what i did in the in the in the 80s the early 80s and the late 70s is i was uh i was the refund guy we had we had a refund center set up at your friendly overland park kmart and and basically people would come in in droves you know complaining about something and i the, the last two years that i did it i had this attitude of we're just going to give you your money back, and I would always, always, I would call up to the cash cage. I need some more cash. I bet they love you. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's. You probably about, got more customers in the long run by doing. Yes, that. yes, yes. It's about making people happy. I mean, especially if, 
especially if something that they bought wasn't working or if it was the wrong size or it just what it, for whatever reason it it could not be fixed so it's like B- bigger make, fish to fry on make, the day after christmas make make them make them happy make make them happy so at any rate to Somebody says this today returns take place at the pack and mail. I guess so. You okay. Go back, you take your boxes back to the pack and mail. Red Raider Two Guns asked me if I got any coal in my stocking. Did not. No sticks in my stocking either. Sticks? Uh, sticks is kind of a Texas thing. Here, it, sticks in your stocking? Sticks in your Never. stocking? Okay. I, haven't heard, I can't say I've heard that one before. Okay. Yeah, sticks. I've been in. Let's see. Yeah, been in Texas for a very long, and I don't remember ever hearing about. Do you, do you, you spend any te- Christmases outside this, the great state? Uh, by outside of the great state, we visited grandparents in Tennessee and Chicago, and during Christmas time, or during on, Christmas time, on but Christmas we Day, lived in Texas the in whole Texas, so the whole time. All right, yeah, a sticks, a sticks and stocking, and then I think mm-hmm. uh, I think one time uh, because. Um, they didn't want the coal to mess up the white stockings that my mother-in-law made for everybody. My father-in-law got like either sticks or, uh, or uh, like fake snowballs in his fake bad snowballs. Do you get any pots? Pots? Well, if we're gonna talk about sticks, we got to talk about pots, right? Right, right. You're right. That's the yeah. rule. Taylor Potts and uh, Stephen, Stephen Sheffield. Sheffield, right, right. No, did not get, did not get, uh, did not get any pots. Uh, man, the. Um, some stinkers of uh, football. Which one of those garbage games do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh my god! Well, I mean, you could start with you could start with the Cowboys on uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, thank God, church got in the way of the end of that game for me. Um, and uh, you know, my son-in-law was telling me he, I was not monitoring the game during the Christmas Eve services, but apparently he has he had his watch on and he got an alert, not from us, thank God. But from ESPN, that the Cowboys had won. Oh boy! Yeah, he got an alert. Yeah, no, he they... got an, he got an alert that the Cowboys had won. And when we got home, and I was like, "Man, the Cowboys!" He goes, "What do you mean?" I go, "They lost." He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "I got an alert that said they won." I go, "Well, they lost." 20, yeah, twenty-two to twenty. So they they kind of stunk it up down in uh, South Florida in Miami Gardens. Uh, the Chiefs really stunk it up yesterday for the first time in. You know his career. He kind of they, they're gonna they're gonna have to go on the road in the playoffs, which a lot of teams have gone on the road in the playoffs and won playoff games and eventually gone on the Super Bowls. But well, this certainly doesn't feel like a Super Bowl team right now. It, you you, bear, you almost wonder if they're even going to win the division. The Chiefs, the way they the way Ooh, they looked the way they I, looked yesterday. I still think they're my pick to win the division. It's going to be a lot closer than what we all thought it was going to be at the beginning yeah. of the year for sure. But yeah, the. It's going to be a tie, and they knew that going into the week with the way the Ravens have been playing, mm-hmm. that the, the home field advantage throughout was going to be tough to get. Yeah, uh, th- I can't believe how much the offense has fallen off for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, no question. And it's not Pat, and it's not Kelsey. It's literally everyone else. But it's the offensive line that that is completely broken down. And we talked about we talked about that all season long here with Texas Tech. You know, the offensive line could they. Can they protect the quarterback? They did a great job, I think, in the run game. But you talk about a wide receiver group that needs a lot of help. <laughs> yeah, an infusion. You could say that the Chiefs are right there with them. They they fall yesterday 
in the early game, 20-14 to 14, to the Raiders. All right, we'll get to that. We'll talk about the Cowboys, talk about the teams that are really in contention in the NFL. Is the AFC better than the NFC now? We thought it was a few weeks ago. Maybe it isn't today. We'll get to all that this morning and uh, your thoughts and comments, too, on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. This is the morning drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T, 97.3 and Double T, 97.3.com. Good morning. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On the Morning Drive with Jeff McGuire and Brendan Riker, I'm Chuck Hines. Take your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank, and you can uh, you can weigh in on things. Uh, just looking at my uh, at my junk mail and my phone. Uh, I know this is a scam, and you'll know this is a scam when I tell you who it came from. Uh, Lowe's, uh, uh, Lowe's, <laughs> Lowe's, Lowe's is, is claiming that I've that, that I have a late payment due. Okay, you you should reply to them as soon as you find your screwdriver in the garage. Then they can worry about the payment. Right, right. I I, I couldn't tell you the last time I was in there. Okay, and um, and and whenever I'm whenever I'm in there, I'm I'm generally lost and. Uh, it's it's and and I get frustrated because I I see all these people that have the ability to do it yourself and I have I do not have that ability to do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> my my problem is I have the ability I don't have the location or the tools to do it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And a prime example of that happened this weekend uh, that took like a, a week to get done technically. The water pump on my truck needed to get changed out. Oh, nice. The thermostat on my truck needed to get changed out. Mm-hmm. And the heater cord needed to be completely Ooh. blown out. Oh, man. So that all the crud and everything that had been in there over the course of time right. could get out so that the heater would work Sure. in my truck. And the water pump, it, the, the the thermostat's like 20 30 bucks, something like that. The water pump's like another 50 it was seven hundred dollars by the time we got said and done to get all of that fixed. Yeah, a water pump is basically four bolts and a gasket. Like we're talking dinky 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 dinky, dinky it's off and you're done. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't even. It could it could be three bolts right there on front of the. It's in the front of the engine block, but I don't have the right tools to to get to it mm-hmm. in a safe manner or the garage to work on something like this where I could go back and forth on something and safely catch all of the uh, the coolant that's in the, the radiator so that it doesn't go down a drain and kill a dog somewhere because I'd feel really bad about that. Yeah. Like, that's some of the my biggest issues. I'm like, I know what this actually costs to do, and I know how much of a pain in the neck this isn't to do, but the joys of living in an apartment folks let me just tell you that was your first that was your frustration yeah uh, but <laughs> let me tell you something about the heater in your truck now Whew. it works oh we could cook in there <laughs> okay okay well that's good that's good you needed it to you need it this morning uh 30 degrees this morning in Lubbock. it did help having a defroster and then having to pull over yes. every five minutes and scrape off the window yes yes uh so if you're going out this morning and you you have to go to work the little surprise that i had this morning was uh, there was frost on my windshield, and uh, thankfully, when I opened my trunk, it was right there—the the scraper. So, so do uh, do keep that in mind, little man helping man this morning. By the way, the uh, traffic on the Marsha Sharp this morning was extremely light. Uh, this is—you say that, and while the traffic was light on the Marsha Sharp, I think the loop was extremely busy. Really? When I got up this morning, because all I heard was sirens. Okay. Like all I heard was sirens, starting about three thirty. 
Okay. And while hearing sirens for a short period of time over there isn't like unheard of, it was like constant sirens this morning. <laughs> and like I even was like, maybe I should get going a little bit early in case I've got to find a new way to work this morning. Yeah. Like it was that kind of event apparently somewhere near my apartment complex, but fortunately on the way in, it was just me and the road. So uh, you don't have to worry about it. I think today, the, the day after Christmas and the day after the 4th of July, and maybe the day after Memorial Day, those those three days are the three hardest days to go to work. I think to, to me, the 5th of July seems to be a little bit more effort than a day like today. But, uh, you know, today, this whole week is all kind of messed up because it's just, you know, it's hard to get any business done the week between Christmas and Thanksgiving. Christmas and New Year's, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, because it's the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. No one's doing any, you know, no one's selling any advertising this week. No one's buying any well, advertising this week. Watch your, watch your tongue there. I mean, there's still well, expectation. The <laughs> expectations are one thing, but, like, from a practical well, standpoint. Well, I mean, just general business or just, gen- just generally, just generally, people kind of, their brains kind of take a little bit of a hiatus, even if they're. Yeah, we're even out of the first. Even if they're punching the, even if they're punching the clock. All right, so uh, going back to uh, to football yesterday. Do we have to? Man, alive! Because there's I, not a good one to talk about. You know, for as bad as the for as bad as the Chiefs played, I mean, they served up Patrick Mahomes served up 14 points to the Raiders in in seven seconds. I mean, you had a a, a scoop and score, and then you had a a pick six, all right, back to back. I mean, essentially within just seconds of each other, and. Uh, you know, that was a wonky kind of fake handoff, you know, fake quarterback, you know, fumble return um, of eight yards. Uh, and then and then the Raiders blew the extra point. I mean, that's kind of how woeful the Raiders are. I mean, they, they were lined up for a conventional extra point. The box score will say two-point conversion failed. Yeah, because it was a wonky snap from center. Then the kicker just stopped there. He just froze. Like, I'm not going to kick this. And so then they tried to, to to score and they they didn't. And then the Chiefs get the ball back, uh, and Mahomes throws an interception, and Jack Jones runs it 33 yards. And before you knew it, it was it was 17 to seven in the second quarter with 4:48 to go in the quarter, and the and the Raiders could only muster three points after that. And the Chiefs couldn't muster hardly anything. They got a they got a touchdown late with 2:42 to go, but. I mean, they could not. They could not move the ball. They could not protect Mahomes. Um, the, the Vegas quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, he was nine of twenty-one for sixty-two yards. There, there was like a point in time. I think he had like fourteen straight incomplete passes. Yeah, I. You got to imagine that the Chiefs are looking at a wide receiver in the draft. You have to for as bad as they have been this year. You would think so. And go to try to fu- go get an offensive lineman in free agency. That's what I would probably. Well, they've done do. that. I mean, they've been doing that. They've been getting offensive linemen in free agency. I mean, Mahomes gave every one of those guys a golf cart. I'm sure he was like, "Let me have the keys to those things. <laughs> Let me have the keys to those things." Mahomes was 27 of 44, 235 touchdown and interception, but he threw 44 passes and only 235 yards of of offense passing wise for the Chiefs. Yeah. And then for the Raiders, Zamir White rushes 22 times for 145 yards and no touchdowns. That tends to happen in a game <laughs> where you don't score many touchdowns. We scored. You scored two. You scored two thanks to 
thanks to number five. I mean, that's just that's just the way it, just the way it worked out. Uh, so the Chiefs fall to nine and six. Raiders are seven and eight. And if the Chiefs were and the if the playoffs were to start today, the Chiefs would host the Bills in a playoff game. Boy, that'll be fun for the morning drive. And then, up. The, and then the the Bills, of course, have already have already beaten the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Cowboys on Sunday. I don't know what to make of the Cowboys. Is this just a team that can't win on the road? Twenty-two to twenty, they fall to the Dolphins. I don't know. I they've won on the road. They're not zero for five on the road or whatever it is. Um, they it's just frustrating when you see them drive the field in the first quarter and fumble on the one yard. Right. That's that that's frustrating for mm-hmm. anybody. Mm-hmm. That, like this isn't a cowboy problem. But then you follow that up where you drive the field again, you get the touchdown. That's great. And then it felt like your offense went, okay, well, we're good. Thanks. Yeah, they, they go they go five plays and punt, give up a field goal to the Dolphins, three plays and punt, give up a touchdown to the Dolphins. Then that's the end of the half. Dolphins start the, the third quarter with the ball. They punt, Cowboys punt, field goal. Cowboys get a field goal. They get a field goal. Cowboys get a field goal, punt touchdown and then the Cowboys can't hold at the end defense can't hold they give up 12 plays 64 yards you can't blame that loss on the on the defense the the defense kept you in that game no no doubt and it I'm frustrated with Dak's performance because he missed some wide open receivers but I can't blame the loss on Dak either he was making throws most of the game that it was just nothing was working in your offense all right we'll continue that 625 this morning here on the morning drive your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hey, good morning. It is the Morning Drive. Jeff McGuire's in for Jamie. Brennan's in for Jeff. Nobody's in for me. How did that How did that not happen? I guess it just didn't happen. Well, uh, normally yeah. you and Jamie don't take off on the same day. Right. So, so the fact that Jamie is off today is... is allowing you to be here today <laughs> allowing me allowing to you to be here today thank you I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, we'll have uh, bowl games on the air for you today two on 100.7 the score they'll be they'll be back to back uh start uh today at uh, one o'clock with the quick lane bowl uh, that features minnesota and bowling green and then the first responder bowl between texas state and rice that'll be at 4 30 and then tonight It'll be the guaranteed rate poll. This is a game from Phoenix, Kansas, and UNLV. That is a a late start uh, for that ball game. We'll have it at six thirty on Double T ninety seven three. I show that game kicking off at uh, eight o'clock. Raggy, Raggy. Mm-hmm. Ring on. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a seven thirty start me, time me, me, on Double T ninety seven three. Let me see what the good old interweb says. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet. I'm going to bet 7.30 for... Jeff doesn't want to have to do work today. Our, what are you doing to me, Chuck? Our, uh, our pregame and then an 8 o'clock kick. Schedule. Today from uh, from the Arizona Cardinals Stadium. And da, 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 today is the 26th. Right. Oh, yeah, it says 8 o'clock right there, doesn't it? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that would... 7.30 pregame, right? We, we, we got a problem now, Chief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it could be a 7 pregame. I don't know if those have an hour pregame or not. Okay. Well, we'll... It's an eight o'clock kickoff, so time to be determined. <laughs> yeah. 
Time time to be determined. Uh, tomorrow we'll have uh, the Military Bowl, the Duke's Mayo Bowl, uh, the Holiday Bowl, and the Texas Bowl. That's uh, scheduled for tomorrow. I, I'm, you know, kind of get off the track of the NFL for a second. I'm just, I'm curious when this 12-team playoff begins. I'm curious, are there any of these bowls wrapped into that? And... What happens to some of these bowls? Because let's let's face it, some of these matchups and some of these bowl games have not been ideal. I mean, when you're you're going to take you're going to take twelve, you're going to take some teams that normally would have been in potentially like power five matchups, like what we had with Texas Tech taking on Cal. Okay, okay, you're going to have less and less of those because of the twelve team playoff, unless unless they wrap some of these bowls like. Name name the name the bowl. Name the next tier bowls after the New Year's Six. Is whatever those would be. Uh, I, some of that I think is going to get wrapped in. Although we heard some, you know, we heard the stories from uh, Shreveport about you know conditions at the bowl game and and like what what conditions like the the how the press box was set up and the lack of internet connection and no heat anywhere. We heard that on the broadcast pretty much the whole time that those guys were freezing in there. That I'm finding it harder and harder to worry about the sanctity of the bowl games. Oh yeah, no, and I, I, I was I, that way to begin with. Mm-hmm. So I have yet to see evidence that I should care. It's I, I have no issue with them being roped in, and, and I'm not anti bowl game. But I'll watch five bowl games this year. I watched the one the Tech was involved in, mm-hmm. and I'm going to watch the three college football playoff ones because those are the ones that matter. That's four. I guess that is four. Well, three. Yeah, four. It's the five teams that I was the five team those five, five associated teams. Um, it's and maybe it's because I'm a pro guy first. Uh, I, I was watching the Cowboy game. I watched the Chiefs game. That's what I watched this weekend. Mm-hmm. the The concept of the the and this is nothing against the Quick Lane Bowl, the First Responders Bowl, the Guaranteed Rate Bowl today. I don't care who wins the game. Yeah, and I'm I don't have any skin in the game, and it's I have no issue with people that didn't want to watch the Independence Bowl because they didn't care if Cal or Tech won. Right, I completely get it, but if you can't take care of your facility enough to host a bowl game, then I don't really care if you have a bowl game. Yeah, it's not even so much the facility; it's also it's also you know these 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 bowl games have always been glorified exhibition games but sure it did feel like up until i don't know the last few years that there was at least still something to play for but now with guys going into the portal and with nil and guys just you know bailing on their teams coaches bailing on their teams you're almost like what why are we doing this well, you're doing it because the schools still get money for it. The TV con- it's part of your TV contract mm-hmm. for all of these bowl games mm-hmm. for the conferences. And and that helps you and it helps everybody else in the conference too because everybody gets a, a, a little bigger piece of that pie. And I have no issue with playing the exhibition games, but the keeping them at the holier than thou we have to protect these bowl games kind of concept, yeah, I'm out. And it's there are some that are above others, and mainly because they have placed themselves above others in their own mind, I guess they would put it, and they've taken care of themselves, that 
I'm less upset with. But you could take away 30 bowl games. And I don't know that anybody, well, I guess there's only 35 well, or something. Well, you, you, you could, could take away 10 bowl games. I don't know that anybody would notice. Yeah, no, I, th I think you're right. I think you, you could take away the Myrtle Beach Bowl, the Celebration Bowl, the New Orleans Bowl, the Cure Bowl, the New Mexico Bowl especially, the L.A. Bowl. You could take away the uh, Frisco Bowl, the Boca Raton Bowl, the Gasparilla Bowl, the Birmingham Bowl, the Camilla Bowl, uh, the Armed Forces Bowl. Mm, you, we should probably keep that one. Probably, but I mean, you, we should keep. you might be able to. Now, I'll also say this. The, we can get rid of all of these bowl games until Tech doesn't make one when they're 7-5. and five. Well, here, here's the. And that's when it's the it's the politics. Here's you can the, take away everybody else's bowl game, but don't take away mine. Right, but here's here's my point on this is you could, you could take away these bowl games or take away these names or take away these dates or whatever, and you could replace it very easily with a 16-team playoff um, and, and instead of the 12. And and then you would have you'd have thirty you could have you know you could you could even do more than that if you wanted to this whole business of like I have a, still have a problem with Florida State not being in um, the college football playoff when they specifically state it's because of an injured quarterback when all we hear all year long is when somebody gets injured next man up next man up next man up that's why we have 125 guys on a roster that's why we have 55 guys on a pro roster because. You're you are allowed to step up and, and elevate your play as a team. So, I I don't I don't know I I think I think you're gonna as but the problem is ESPN owns these bowls and they use, ding, 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 ding. And, and they and they and they use this as content for this time of year. Congratulations, and, Chuck just hit it on the head. But there, there is a point when they're gonna the viewership will drop off as much as the fan participation has dropped off. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Next, technically, Jamie's question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day, brought to you by someone not named Jamie. All right, Chuck, Brennan, and our fine listening audience. We haven't uh, discussed this yet today because they've been off, but mm -hmm. uh, Red Raider basketball, Lady Raider basketball question coming your way. This is a two-part question, All right. but it's the same question for both parts. So we, I've tried to make this a little bit easy for everybody. Okay. I am giving you a crystal ball mm -hmm. that you can look ahead to any one game on the schedule and find out if it's a win or a loss to determine whether... You think Texas Tech will make their end goals of both teams making the NCAA tournament, but you only get one game. Mm -hmm. What game for the men and what game for the women would you peer into the future to know if they won or lost to make the tournament? Okay, so... You know your home your home game. This is a home game, right? It can be home or away, whichever home. game you want to peek okay. into the future and peel the curtain back to see if they win that game to know if they made the tournament or not. Okay, you'll play um, home and away against Texas. I, I'm just kind of look at the home games because I think those are the ones that are you, you kind of look at and go, okay, here's your here's your opportunity, and maybe here's your opportunity against a ranked team. So, in terms of ranked teams coming into Lubbock this year. Uh, I don't think K-State's going to be a ranked team when they come in on January the 13th. Uh, nor, is, uh, nor is Cincinnati. Um, so that's going to leave you with, and, and nor will UCF. So really your, 
your two candidates are going to be Kansas and Texas. Um, even uh, Oklahoma, you do not play them home in a way. If you, you do not play them home in a way this year, if I'm looking at this correctly. Um, you do Oklahoma State. You yeah, only, you'll, you play Oklahoma in Norman. Yeah, that's it. So it's going to come down to Kansas or Texas um, in terms of being the team that you can, a team you could beat to put you into the, to me, into the crystal ball, if you look at that, which game is going to have more of an impact. Texas is later in the season. It's uh, February the 24th. Kansas is February the 12th. My, I suspect that Kansas will be the higher-ranked team um, on that day, and that's going to be a Monday. I think that's a Monday. That's in February. February, the, I'm getting a little lengthy here on my answer here. I'm sorry about that. Well, it's two parts. You're okay. allowed. Uh, Kansas is February the... And keep in mind, I'm not guaranteeing a win. Mm -hmm. This is you just get to look at this game, and that's going to be your linchpin whether you think Tech makes their their I'm going to say the Kansas game on February the 12th for the men. Okay. Okay. What about the women? Okay, so for the women, it may come down to the last game of the regular season, but you're... The, the, the two games that potentially could swing it for you, um, the Texas game is your first Big 12 home game, and that's January the 3rd. And then your last Big 12 home game is against Kansas State. That's March the 2nd. So almost, what, two months apart there. Um, I'm going to say the March 2nd game against K-State. If you win that game, that that game could put you into the NCAA tournament because I think I think the women – are going to need to win eight games plus maybe one in the Big 12 tournament to get themselves into the NCAA tournament. Okay, Brennan? I'm going to go, so both my answers for uh, the Red Raiders and Lady Raiders, they're they're going to be about the same at the same uh, time uh, when, when they take place. For the men, I'm saying your game at Baylor on February 6th that could be a big game that determines whether you make it or not. Because at that point, February is when you really start need, needing to get the ball rolling. And, and at that point, you'll probably be able to determine if you're a NCAA tournament team or not. I also think it will be very interesting to see what you do in Waco. Because last year, you got swept by Baylor. And uh, then for the women, I want to say... February 6th uh, in Morgantown at West Virginia, just just for the same reason as the men, and that's a time of year where you start figuring out, can you make a late push for the NCAA tournament? Okay, I think you guys have some good answers there. I really do. Um, I am more thinking, and, and these just both happen to be home games that I'm looking at, but I'm trying to find a game where I think it'll be close. But that you have that you have an opportunity to win. Maybe you should win, maybe not, but it, it, it should be a close game. That could be kind of like a coin toss game. And the first one that jumps out to me for the men's team is February twentieth versus TCU. If you can look at that game ahead, that'll help you figure out where you're in the standings. And I think if you're anywhere in middle up for the Big 12, I think on the men's side, you should be safe. And a win there 
I think helps you get that far for the men's team. On the women's side, it can't be any of the four newcomers. Because as we saw in the Big 12 preseason poll, it was pretty much, hey, look, here's the Big 12 and then the newcomers. That That's kind of everybody looked at. And when I think back to how this women's team has played in the past few seasons, kind of a good benchmark game to know how they were playing was Oklahoma State. And I'm looking at February 14th against Oklahoma State here at home. Win that game, and that makes me feel a little bit better about the rest of your schedule uh, to kind of figure out where you're sitting. If that game had been in Stillwater, I think I would have liked it better. And I know you do play Oklahoma State again, right? You've got them twice this year, I think. Yes, you'll you'll play them uh, in early January, January 10th. But it's a little early for me to look at, kind of peek behind the curtain. Mm -hmm. Because that's, you know, 14, 15 days, two weeks from now, a little bit over two weeks. I think Oklahoma State is one of those teams you may have to beat twice in order to get to your 7-8 win number. In, in uh, on the women's side, and, and it's also how you win those games. Is, is this a blowout win at home? Is it a, a two point win at home? I think both of those two could be kind of circled as this could tell you something about these teams as we go forward. I I, I think um, I don't care if it's by one or twenty one. <laughs> a win's a win. <laughs> oh, hundred yeah. percent. A win, but a win's a win. A one point win at home could mm-hmm. be a five point loss on the road. Yeah, like that's where to peek behind the curtain game. All right, 740 this morning. Do you have an opinion on that? You can hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Here on the Morning Drive, some uh, thoughts and comments from the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Um, We'll go back to uh, 35 minutes ago when we were talking about uh, Red Raider and Lady Raider basketball. Uh, this person says, I'm afraid neither will win eight conference games. It's a concern for both teams. I, I don't know as much as the men as the women right now. Uh, it was a really disappointing trip to Hawaii for the women's team. Mm-hmm. That you kind of were hoping for a split and would have loved a sweep in the positive direction, and you got the sweep in the negative direction. Yeah. And didn't look good in either of the two games from what we have seen them do uh, in the rest of their schedule. My, my my understanding, just in a couple of texts that I've got, that the Oregon State game they played better in. They did. They played better in that game than they did in Tulsa. And my also my understanding is is that um, that they watched a significant portion of the first half of the Tulsa game so they could critique themselves. There was a lot from the first <laughs> half of the Tulsa game that they can critique themselves on. In other words, it was kind of one of those deals where if we're going to have to watch it, you are, you are too. too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's the old. That's the old uh, uh, Jim Douglas who works at the Alumni Association. He was a referee for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. He had a he had a coach one time that said to him, "Hey, I, I want you to I want you to throw me out. I want no, you to no. throw me out." And he, and he if I got to stay. So do you. <laughs> exactly what he told him. <laughs> if I got to stay, so do you. And so, a, as a result, as a result. Um, so yeah, so I, I and I don't know if you, if I were to ask you this question, um, would you be surprised? Which one would you be surprised at winning eight games? And and I think I think maybe the low hanging fruit, just depending on how much you have seen of them, just based on the recent history, you would say 
if the women won eight games, that would be maybe a bigger surprise than if the men won eight games. Right now, yeah, but I still... I've been so impressed with what I've seen on the men's side for how they're playing together. And listen, I'm the 100% the eye roll guy. When you hear, you know, offensive linemen say, you know, we just do everything together, man. We like go to eat together. We go to movies together. Yeah, but do you block? Mm-hmm. That, that, do you block together? That's really what I'm interested. In. I'm. It's great that you guys. Are it's the old, the old uh, baseball thing is that one cab or twenty five. Right, and, and I'm really, good. I'm really glad you guys I, go all out to eat together. But can you block? I would say this about the women. I mean, they're definitely more athletic. Okay, they're definitely, they're definitely low bar. That's yeah, been a, a low bar. I, okay, and it, but I, but it, they are better. They are better. They ha- they are doing a better job of taking care of the basketball. Much um, higher IQ this year. No question. Basketball IQ for the team. The, too. the the question is, I mean, there's teams that have really stepped it up. I mean, with with Texas being a, a top five team, top ten team, uh, TCU being ranked, uh, they've retooled their roster. Uh, Kansas and Kansas State, uh, thankfully, only have to play them once. Both those teams are are going to be, you know, top four, top five uh, in the Big Twelve Conference. Um, the the can you take care of business against the Houston's? The UCFs, the Cincinnati's of the world, uh, BYU—they've been a ranked team, um, and so you know what? Can you can you cobble it together? So, um, you know, I guess if you were to say which team would you be disappointed more in if they didn't win eight games? I think the you'd women. Have... I, I'd be more. I'm more disappointed in the women because really? it's still Grant McCaslin's first year, and you haven't had any like. You've gotten, you've had the one injury, mm-hmm. but you've lar- largely been healthy, uh, and you're coming off a year that was such a disastrous year. You're playing together, but you're also still playing in the Big Twelve on the men's side, and you could be the team that gets hot and makes everybody nervous. But it's just as easy for somebody else to be that team in the Big Twelve that just gets on that one run and, and runs off with it. Uh, keep the wheels on the men's team this year Mm -hmm. because we saw what happens when the wheels fall off last year and they've played well. They've played, uh, I think they've played fair with regards to their, their opponents. They've kind of played down to some of their competition, but they've also taken care of business in in a lot of those games. mm -hmm. And it's going to be a telltale sign when they get to big 12 play, how they handle those things, but keep the wheels on. Yeah. If you make the NIT, it's still a step up from where you were last year for the men's side. The women's team made the NIT last year, or I should say the WNIT last year. There's some expectations for them to keep moving forward. I I know they've got a bunch of injuries, but we've heard that every year for the last decade. I I know. I'm tired of it being an excuse. I know, and I'm I'm sure that they are. I'm I'm sure that they are. I'm sure that they are. But but I think they do have the athleticism to give them a chance to, they're going to have to be. They're going to have to be stronger inside, or shoot the ball better from the outside. So, uh, as they're as they're kind of taking things on in Big Twelve play. But I think Saturday, you know, you have an opportunity to go down to Houston and um, and play there at the uh, the old Hoffines. It's now called the uh, Fertitta Center. Center. <laughs> it's the old Hoffines Pavilion is where they'll is where they'll play against Houston. And Houston's lost a couple of games. Two games they've lost. They've lost by by big numbers. All right. A couple other things here from the Eight Scoring Center chat line. My siblings got me a signed Josh Young baseball from the All-Star Game. Pretty excited about that gift. That's very cool. Yeah. 
Uh, son and daughter-in-law came into town. We went to the Armed Forces Bowl. She's in the Army, and he is a government contractor. Great weekend. Good for you. Um, this, you have to think that the way Coach McGuire has structured his coaching staff with coordinators not having a major recruiting role has to help with coaching retention. Recruiting seems like a full-time job on its own. I, I would agree with that. I don't know how much you would say to those guys that they're they are they aren't recruiting i think there's been a huge investment in in recruiting with you know the different guys that they've added on staff but still i mean your your assistant coaches are going to have to be the ones that go out there and your coordinators uh to develop those relationships or utilize the relationships that coach mcguire has and of course zach kitley has his own relationships too in terms of how long he's been you know coaching in the state of texas so but maybe maybe the daily grind stuff that goes w- with some of those things, like the just everything that goes into it, certainly he's gotten some extra help. But I, I think there's those coordinators would still tell you, oh no, we're we're still heavily involved in that. We're, oh, hundred yeah, percent. We're still we're we're still we're still out there. You know, we're we're out recruiting. They're still looking for ways to improve the team either mm-hmm. next year or, you know, sooner. Yeah. as the case may be. And that's across the board for all of these guys, you know, Tim Tadlock included. You know, these guys are looking at the transfer portal. Yeah. They're looking at Plenty of windshield time for in. all of them. Yeah. If they're not actively co- – like, you got to tell head coaches, no, no, you can't talk to anybody for this two-week period. Mm-hmm. And even then, some of them do. Uh, love these. Uh, love this back-to-back text here from the uh, Yates Learning Center chat line. Avandi uh, almost beat Memphis. We beat them like a rented mule. We did. And then, hold on, just because it's Grant's first year isn't a pass. There are other programs with first-year coaches that are doing better with less. That, that's that's fair, too. It is. And I'm not, when I say a pass, like, have a pulse in the Big 12 because you didn't have one for most of the season last year. Like, from year to year, Grant McCaslin is not going to get fired at the end of this year. No. Uh, don't let the wheels fall off and continue building your program. And for the most part, he's done that. I, I walked into this year going, okay, let's win a big, you know, go back to Billy Clyde's first year. Let's win a game in the Big 12, and, I'll you know, we're moving in the right direction from where we started, and they have played basketball like a basketball team. They're, they're not playing as five guys trying to get theirs. It really does look like they're running cer- an offense. You and- certainly look at the number of assists that they have for a for a for a game I yeah that it's the, they're running their offense they're running their defense they're playing together it's the it's, challenge is can they shoot well enough from can they yeah put the, the ball in the hoop yeah. which is you know a question that we've asked for a couple of years but you've got some signs of hope for the basketball team but i'm not jumping on anybody's case this year if you'll make the ncaa tournament what really sucks for the men is when you see what other teams are doing with guys that were here <laughs> and you think about the old what if you know, with your with your roster, ifs and buts and candies and nuts, and we'll all have a merry Christmas. Right, right. No, I got you. I got you. This has been the Morning Drive podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.